Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, run like a wild man. I want you to struggle and I want you to wrestle with them angels. Where is from Auburn University, Bulls Jackson. Yeah, the Jazz look our team made up of a bunch of guys that have been effectively bought out or traded at the end of a contract that have all been like the Jazz are playing like they're in the movie Major League and they are have been challenged by a coach like they are legitimately a bunch of dudes if you look at their roster you're like that these are guys who are just thrown in at the back end of trades and then or who just like didn't work out like Markinen. For one reason, and Markinen's having like a transcendent start to his career or his season too, and like even Walker, Walker was this is his, is this Walker's technically second team, second team, yeah. second team in his NBA career, even though he was drafted by the, by the Bucks, is that right? Was he drafted by the Bucks? Wolves. Wolves. That's right. Yeah. Technically the Grizzlies, but they traded that pick to the Wolves. So third team. Uh, so yeah, technically, it's third. Technically, okay. yeah. Um, uh, but. Hey, great, great opener though. He had a good uh, opener. First, yeah. first player to ever uh, have a double double and hundred percent from the field in their debut. He had a good opener. He had a good second game. He, I'm watching a little bit of this Rockets, and he's tonight. He had his first game by far. What do you have? Three fouls in the first like his his first like eight minutes of playing. Just six. not. Yeah. Six. He's Oof. Like, yeah, and he got his fourth in like two minutes later. He's only played like eight minutes tonight. So, and I don't think he'll go back in tonight. Those are Greg side, Oden numbers. On the flip side, this is probably Jabari's best performance so far this young season. Now, granted, I haven't been able to watch a bunch of Jabari's games because they played they played the Hawks and the Grizzlies, but uh, he's played a lot better. It looks like, and his you know his shooting numbers are a lot more efficient tonight. So he seems <laughs> to be active on both ends of the floor. So. I saw that he got a three. The Jazz left him so wide open for a three that if he had missed it, he should have just quit. Like they just they just <laughs> left him. They just left him as a trailer. And the guard saw him and was like, okay. And he's at like uh free throw line extended wide open. And he nails it. And the Rockets Twitter account tweeted it out like Jabari. And I was like, well, that's not that impressive of a play. If he had missed that, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> like he should be he's getting paid to make that shot. I think he's like three or five from three tonight. He's been like three of 11, two of seven. So he's been much more efficient from the stripe tonight. Uh, he's had a little bit of foul trouble too. But um, unfortunately, we can't say the same about Chumo Kiki. He's, he's struggled. He was 0 for 5 from the field and from three tonight. And it's not been a good start for him down in Orlando. Well, we officially hate the Magic as a fan base. So we can. Why do, uh, why do we do that? Why do we hate the Magic? We, we, the Auburn fan base, hate the Magic for not taking Jabari number one. Um, so no. they can they can just trade or cut Chuma or whatever they want to do there. He'll jump on with somebody else and start playing well. 
Maybe we'll get a free transfer like one Cristiano Ronaldo just got from Manchester United. <laughs> not how Chuma is exactly like Cristiano Ronaldo. Not the way that the Cristiano Ronaldo era was predicted to end in Manchester. Not at all. The I bet he's playing in Miami next year. Or like maybe, yeah. Later in twenty twenty three. He's playing MLS soccer. Soccer. And Isaac has not really found a role in Cleveland either. They've started him a couple of games, but he just he gets in foul trouble, and then he's just, he's usually the first one out of the game if he starts. And he, I think he's, I think he may have, he may have four points in three games. That's it. It's uh, it's been a struggle. That Cleveland team's kind of interesting too this year. They haven't been horrible, but they have been. They did. I mean, they 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 were riding a lot on Donovan Mitchell. They have a lot riding on Donovan Mitchell, rather. Yeah. And I don't know if it's coming across as clearly. Great. They should bench him for Sharif Cooper. Sure, sure. Sharif is not in the league. He's on a two-way deal, though. No, he's, is he? He didn't get no. a two-way deal. No, no he's, oh. he's on the uh, he's on the training camp roster for their G League team. Uh, Yikes! But uh, not on the two-way deal. So. Uh, and then there's and then there's JT Thor who's seemingly earning some more minutes with the Hornets off the bench. He's playing 14 15 minutes a game. Like he's getting normal minutes. He's a rotation piece for the Hornets. And knocking down threes. Mm-hmm. He was 3 for 5 from 3 I think last night or last game. I'm telling you that's the he's going to end up being the one that we're like gosh if we had just kept him for 2 years. It's always it's always fun to play the what if game with like especially Sharif and JT Thor and just kind of like the what if just because you know that team at Auburn obviously that was a disappointing season and just to think you know what could have been but then again you know I think about it you know if those guys come back you know who 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 comes in for you know and joins last year's team do we get you know do we get Walker do we get a KD or a when you know Wendell it's just it's hard to say but. The question is, do we need a Wendell or a KD if we've got Shreve and JT Thor? Probably not, no. So we're probably, no. we're probably, you know, probably resetting at point guard completely this year if, you know, if Sharif had come back. And, of course, I see a lot of people all the time talking about, you know, he should have come back for another year. Based on how things have gone, it's, yeah, I can, I, I can see that, so. He did sign a sneaker deal, which is odd. Like, he has an Adidas deal, and oh, I don't think... Probably his dad working some relationships yeah. he has. Like he does, he's only he has a deal. I don't think Isaac has a deal technically. Um, they're all I, uh, what what you call in the uh, skateboarding uh, community getting flow from uh, brands, but yeah. not on a deal. I believe that. I believe that Jabari has a deal with Adidas. Interesting. Sounds right. Got a, got a sneaker deal with somebody, I'm sure. I think he's been wearing Adidas in the last couple of games, at least. And there could be people who think that Sharif got the Adidas deal so that he just could have a kind of an in with the Auburn players. So I think Walker has an, is wearing Adidas, too. Definitely not wearing Adidas. Yeah, that that sure. could be, then. I'd buy it. Yeah, nobody's wearing Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather stand with Adidas in, today than Under Armour because at least Adidas shoes look cool. 
Yeah. Well, guys, I think we started recording. A little NBA talk went in there. If you don't know, you're you're rocking with the Orange and True podcast. Live to tape. The voices you heard were those of esteemed rumor monger Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett. Other, Ryan, you want to say something? You say hello. Uh, yeah. Yes, stands for uh, not a basketball episode. It's it's shooting that thing from way downtown. Nice. The other side of, of us, live atop a Zoom background of a coffee shop in a loft outside of Brooklyn, New York, is the AU chief. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwake. Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> to the other joining us as well, you probably heard the voice of one Dr. Will McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Group. He is here to talk a little bit of basketball. Well, in the words of one Malik Dunbar, about that time, y'all. About that time. Shooty hoops will. Indeed. Dude, now, it is about that time. It is about that time. How many uh, days as we as we record? Fourteen in three hundred and thirty three and a half hours, give or take a few minutes. There, there is a really plenty good of chance time. that I'm having a kid about the time we have a a uh, basketball game. So, are y'all like any day now at this point? That's amazing. No, uh, we're you know we're uh, six weeks out, but. Um, but yeah, both our, it could happen. Other kids were early. Yeah, I mean, they told her at their last appointment, like if she made it to today, then they like and the baby started coming, and she they wouldn't stop it. So, um, so I, I it, the our second one, our first one was a week early. Second one was two weeks early. So this one could be any any time now. She's also almost as big as they were when they were born. Right. So. Is this one going to be named Johnny, spelled J-H-O-N-I? <laughs> you know, that's not a bad idea. Johnny Broom. Johnny Broom Chief. Yeah, go either way. Be named after our uh, uh, um, women's basketball coach, Johnny. That's true. I had an aunt named Johnny. Great aunt. See, there you go. It's family name. Family name, yeah. <laughs> Jabari just got his first dunk. All right. Um, you guys... We got we got Shooty Hoops Will on to talk about the Auburn basketball team. We're 14 days away, as he mentioned. That's about two weeks, as my math says. And that's plenty of time to fix our shooting, I suppose. After looking at the leaked stats of the UAB scrimmage and seeing the stats from the closed-door intra-squad games, it does appear that the only flaw this team might have is the only flaw that last year's team had, which is consistent outside shooting. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? No, you're not. I think I think everybody knew that's what Auburn's flaw, biggest flaw was last year. And, you know, we really didn't do much to get, add any any pieces in the transfer portal. I know there was some guys that they looked at, at, at trying to get, but, you know, ultimately the only guy that Auburn got out of the transfer portal was Janai Broom. Uh, to kind of take uh, on the role that Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler left from last year. You're not going to replace either of those two guys, but, you know, BP's talked a lot about, you know, room coming in and then, you know, you know, Juan Treor, the, the freshman, uh, 
from France coming in as well. You know, two guys that, you know, they're going to give it their best shot. But uh, as far as the three-point shooting, it's going to come down to guys from last year. Can they can they shoot the three ball at a more consistent rate? I think that's going to be the biggest thing for this Auburn team. Wendell Green, Katie Johnson, uh, Zepp Zep Jasper, you know, Chance Wester once he gets, once he gets back. Um, but, yeah, so you're definitely not I, wrong. I really wonder if, if Zepp Jasper – is going to become kind of the, the spot-up shooter on this roster now. Uh, because I, mean, I think you'll see Wynn take more of the role of the starting point guard uh, that he transitioned to, towards at the end of last year. But just looking at the uh, the UAB stats in the scrimmage, uh, 3 of 17 from 3 for the team. And Zepp had two of them. So uh, just he and Jalen Williams, the only two people that made a 3, nope, none of the other guards. Um, you know, like Will said, Chance Westry being gone uh, pull, it holds that down a little bit. But um, do you we know Chance's like is he coming back soon? Yeah, it, the when he had his surgery, I think it was a three to four week deal. And quite frankly, I think they I think they'll bring him all along slowly. And you know, I I think you know we'll we'll get into this. You know, looking at the early schedule, I think Auburn will be okay early. Uh, you definitely want him ready by the time you get to SEC play, because you'll need him definitely by then. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like him as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, is this if this is a low-key undercover operation by Bruce to keep his name out of the NBA scouts' mouths as long as possible, for then it. that's that's great. Yeah, we're here for it. We need him in March. We don't need him in October as much. Um <laughs> You believe like I do, it wouldn't be the first time he uh, tried to do something to keep somebody away from the scouts. When we said the same thing about Jalen Williams, that Jalen yeah, Williams well, was it, a one-and-done yeah. player that Bruce hid. <laughs> uh, which could still be the case. Sure. In which case, I'd be mad at him if I was Jalen Williams at this point. Going <laughs> <laughs> to win my senior year. Um, I think the depth chart is starting to solidify a little bit. Or at least... For the early part of the year, I think seems, seems that way. Kind of, Wendell's going to start. Zepp is your first off the bench, and then Trey Dawson, who who had a pretty decent scrimmage, yeah, played His fifteen box, minutes in the scrimmage, uh, three or four from the field, um, and took six free throws as well. So yeah, I mean, he was six I for six was too, wasn't he? Five or six. Yeah, five or six. But still, I mean, 11 points, you know, he's plus nine and plus minus. Um, I don't know if he's going to see a ton of minutes, but uh, I mean, he's only one injury away from being a, a piece that's going to play 10, 15 minutes a game. So, right. Good to have him ready. And I don't like, and, and I don't really like getting too, too worked up over scrimmage numbers and stuff either. And, you know, the yeah, are, same thing. It's just hard to. It's hard for me until I like physically see him out on the court playing in an actual game action. Uh, but you know, three of seventeen from three. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I'm a, we'll probably see some of that this year in games. But until I see him on the court, I don't. I don't want to get too too worked up over. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to panic just because I think we also have a bunch of, well, several gamers on the on the team like. I imagine, even though I think Katie Johnson's probably given 100% effort at all times, 
I, I think that he probably plays his best on, on game days when he has good, good games. Right. Uh, rather than in, in practice. So I, I'll, I'm, I'm still reserved in my judgment on the, on the shooting. Um, I mean, look, we lost to Barry in a, uh, exhibition game the year that we made the final four. Um, so the year, the year before that previous year, year we won the SEC. That's right. The year we won the SEC. Um, so, um, sorry, sorry, chief. I didn't mean to cut. No, you. no, that's, that's basically it. I, I, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to keep myself from freaking out until I see us not be able to hit three. If, if we are in, if we are after Thanksgiving and early December, and Alan Flanagan is not starting for the team. I will slowly begin to freak out. That will be kind of the beginning of my. If Alan Flanagan is not starting, and he's not, he's not starting by Christmas. Let's say. What if Chance Westry's starting? Yeah, I was about to say. Well, if he started at the three. So I'm kind of confused what you're thinking here, Crow. Where do you think Flan's starting? At the three. I'm saying if Chris Moore is starting at the three, in at Christmas at that. End of our end of it's, year uh, tournament. That's, that's Mr. Double Double in the scrimmage, Chris Let's Moore. Let's just cancel the season. At least that's what I saw one person say if Chris Moore starts. Oh, come on. I'm Bro. serious. Oh, I'm not man. saying cancel the season, but I am saying you're – are you going to roll into March with Chris Moore? I mean, what if, what if he's uh, getting a – laying down a double-double every game? Sure. If he's averaging 10 and 10 every game, he should start. Okay. okay. But I, I don't think – I don't think that my – currently, I don't think that's our – Best put forward. Right, so that means something. Bad is Chris Moore hater. No, that one's going to follow you throughout the season. Every time he has a big night, I'm going to bring this up. I would like Chris Moore to be exactly what Chris Moore is. I'd like him to come off the bench and give you energy, maybe get a 10, 15 point game every so often. But I would not, I do not want Chris Moore having to be one of my three guys that I need attacking from the outside every game. I think the, one of the big strengths of this team is going to be the guard play, and I know that was uh, probably the Achilles heel last year uh, towards the end of the season, but you know, this is the first time, I think I mentioned this last week, that Bruce has brought back not just his top two, but top three guards uh, since he's been at Auburn. I mean, he brought back Jared and Bryce from the SEC season to the Final Four season. Uh, but bringing back Wendell, Katie Johnson, and Zep Jasper – isn't something we've seen before with Bruce at Auburn. Um, the guards that come back for Bruce, almost or they always get better. You look at the, the improvement that Samir made from the final four year till the next season. Uh, McCormick. Yeah, Javon McCormick made. Obviously, Jared and Bryce made huge steps every year. Um, I think this is going to be a huge year for the guards. In this team. Kareem Canty. He was better under Bruce than he was before Bruce. And I think, too. Samuel yeah, Bowers. They, KT Harrell. They've got something to prove this year when, you know, Wendell Katie's up because everybody has talked about how they were the Achilles Hill last year, how they can't shoot. Now they've had a full off season, you know, under, you know, in the program. They've heard all the naysayers and, you know, they, they've got something to prove. So, um, but a lot of Auburn success this year, like we've talked about, it hinges on. How those guards, you know, how the guards guards play, and and you know the three ball. So, yeah, and that's that was my main point about my Chris Moore thing. 
is if our biggest Achilles heel is we can't shoot threes. Starting at the three, a guy who cannot, who has not made a three in two years may not be our best option to fix what kills us. But what looks to be maybe hopeful is Traore might shoot threes. <laughs> maybe. What's up? Hey, I, I uh, would love to see a team that scored 90 points a game all in the paint. <laughs> all in the paint. Just twos. <laughs> Well, look, if we can do it, let's do it. Like if if that's about what last year's team was. I mean, yeah, right. it's a lot like what last year's team was. They're all the paint and elbow yeah. <laughs> elbow jumpers. You just you just don't have a like the and I've seen this a lot too. And it's like Auburn just doesn't have a guy this year like they had last year. It's like we need a big shot. You get the ball to Jabari. Jabari yeah, yeah. Most, more often than not make make the shot. You know, Auburn does not have that guy this year. Uh, so that's they do have a they do have a guy they can say. Look, nothing's fallen. Just put it to Broom, and he'll get us at least two points, maybe. Yeah, I, I think we have a guy in, in him that's going to clean up a lot of a lot of stuff around the rim too. So, uh, I mean, we may get a good amount of points in the paint just just off of rebounds. Um, um, I'm very excited to see what Jani Broom brings to this Auburn team because I watched him his freshman year at Moorhead State. Uh, I remember him in the OVC tournament playing Belmont and Moore, uh, Murray State, and he just went absolutely off and got that Moorhead State team into the tournament his freshman year. He put up some ridiculous numbers in the semis and finals and then had a good year last year, and it's like, man, this guy would be a lot of fun at Auburn. So um, I was very excited to see Auburn get him um, in the portal this year. So, um, But, yeah, got- he's got to be that go-to. He's got to be that go-to guy. I mean – we can't expect him to be uh, Jabari, but man, he he's got the potential to be close to it. He's your running game. You you he's got to be there. He's got to be he, solid. He nearly had a double double in Auburn or at Auburn last year. Right, the opening game uh, he was twelve and eight, um, and you know that was kind of before we really knew what we had in Jabari and Walker. But still, uh, I mean, two guys playing in the NBA right now, and he held his own last year. So. 21 for Jabari tonight. 21 and nine. Got a boy. That's final. Pretty good. Get some pretty big good. Three throws down the stretch to ice it. So he started at the five, too. Yeah, first time. Yep. Started at the five tonight. So, um, but Rod is Jabari Smith the best three point shooting center of all time? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns would argue with that. Uh, also, I believe Dirk yeah, Nowitzki Dirk started at the five yeah, for a, no, many a, games. A German man named Dirk. That, but Dirk didn't start at the five after like his rookie year because he was like, yeah. "Look, I'm not. I can't really do this. Give me. <laughs> let me be the four or the three. Um, let's go. You have a question here, Ryan. Does Zep start over Katie Johnson? I don't think that's. Yeah, that's I mean, Zep. Zep was you know the starter for most of the year last year at the one. Um, but it, yeah, it, it seems like he's going to be kind of the just. The backup at the one and the two this year. I liked it when he was in the game with Wendell last year for those yeah. random stretches. And he does shoot threes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I think he is going to end up being the, like I said, the kind of the spot up shooter on this team. So, I, yeah, I, th- I think Zepp's just going to be a utility guy. Um, I, 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 I would not be shocked if he got way less minutes than he did last year. I would love to know what, what is the ceiling and the floor for Donaldson? 
Like, what do we like? What is what do we think he we should expect out I mean, of him this, this the year? The ceiling is, and, and you hate to phrase it this way, but the ceiling is if somebody above him gets hurt and he's forced to play 15, 20 minutes a game. Yeah, how good could he be? Like, what yeah. what, what what's yeah, the yeah, most? That's not you the could ceiling. Expect? That's just the... well, no. But I, like, I don't think he would ever hit his ceiling unless he's playing that much. Is kind of what I was was leading to. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, he. It's hard to say we haven't really seen him play any college basketball, right? Um, but in what we have seen, like on his high school tape, and, and he is as physical as you'll you'll see in a guard. Um, I don't, I don't think we'd be running the offense through him, but uh, it'd be interesting to see him play in the SEC. He was a safety. He was he committed as a football player too, so. He made the right uh, choice. The bummer for I him, think he, did. he didn't get to, think he did. get to play both, you know? Real you think, bummer. You think he wishes he was out there uh, playing Arkansas this weekend? Yeah, man. Hey, that would be uh, football or basketball conditioning that he's probably going to have to do. Uh. Wait, yeah, there's I, football happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah there's, a, there's a recruiting visit this weekend. That's the football game. That's the big yeah. news this weekend. Exactly. By the way, I know Crow's a big Bayfall fan. Uh, so. Huge, huge Bayfall. If we could get Bayfall, I would, is I would shut up about our shooting relation issues. to Taco Fall. Or yeah, this is cousin. Right? I don't think they. I don't yeah, think are they, they are, are now. now. No. Okay. okay. I think they're all, but I do think they are both South Seneg- Sudanese or Senegalese. I can't remember where Taco is from. I know that. I mean, I'm bowl, sure. Bowl uh, Taco Fall is from Dakar, Senegal. Senegal. Uh, Senegal. There we go. Just like Akon. Also and, Senegalese. And Mamadou Njai. Mamadou Njai. And probably every other Njai that you've run The other Mamadou Njai. There were a couple at one point. Um, all right. Let's go through this. Let's go through the exhibition. We have an exhibition against... UAH next Wednesday. Nine days away from that one. That is um, in nine days. I know. I know Ryan has tracked schedules before. Sorry, Ryan, but this is the only Alabama team we're playing at all in a non-conference. Or yeah, not I, noticed, even- I noticed that. That's. I think it's the first time uh, since Bruce has gotten to Auburn we don't have a you know, D one in-state team on the schedule, but. You know, still uh, sneaking in that scrimmage with UAB and the exhibition with UAH. Uh, Imagine not playing those. Yeah, I know. Couldn't be us. Still want them back on the regular schedule, but it's nice they did a home and home for this because they played a secret scrimmage in Birmingham last year. I mean, Will, some schools, some schools are afraid to play local or other in-state D1 schools, but I guess we're just built different. Well, so. if there's an in-state school we play in the first round of the NCAA tournament, who is it? We played JSU last year. Right. So. This, but this upcoming season, is, is, is yeah. JSU still a tournament team? Mm, you, is know. UAB? I mean, UAB's I mean, kind of a top I, 100 team, aren't they? I mean, UAB's, UAB's a top 25, 30 team, honestly. Okay. So maybe they're, second or third third game in the tournament. Yeah, they're going to be they're gonna be really good this year. Because um, they, you know, Jelly Walker's back for them. They've got some guys, you know, Andy Kennedy continues to just do phenomenal, a phenomenal job there. And they're going up to the American next year. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Somebody's pager just went off. All right. Dr. McLaughlin, everything okay? Dr. McLaughlin, everything okay in the ER? Uh, yeah, All right. we're good. We're good here. We're good. All right. Uh, we open with four straight home games. We as in Auburn. Four of the easiest games on the schedule per Ken Pomeroy. Yeah. So um, you start with George Mason, South Florida, Winthrop, and Texas Southern. Uh, George Mason being the most difficult of those, but even then, that's you know they're outside the top 100 in Ken Palm. Um, Will, I don't know if you have any thoughts on these this kind of first crop of games, but definitely good to see uh, get some home crowd momentum going earlier in the year. I like the George Mason game to start out with. George Mason's coached by Kim English, former uh, guard of Missouri, uh, one of the up and coming uh, coaches in college basketball. Um, Thought maybe at some point he could back end up back at Missouri. Obviously, Dennis Gates is there now, but uh, he's a name to watch as far as up-and-coming head coaches at George Mason. Uh, USF, I mean, eh, I'm not going to say much. boys, right? Yeah, I'm not going to say much about that game because I was at the game in Tampa last year. Uh, It was not a fun game. It was a very (laughs) bad basketball game. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are back on the return game of a home-and-home. And then uh, Winthrop and Texas Southern. Um, Texas Southern won in Gainesville last year against Florida. Um, and the last time I think they played Auburn, uh, I think it was 2014-15 season. I may be wrong. Uh, I think Auburn barely won that game. So, um, and, and then my Winthrop note, we played them the last time, I believe, the night before the 2017 Iron Bowl. And if I recollect, we put up a lot of points, well over 100 that night. So, um, but Winthrop's always a pretty good team in the Big South. So, um, and yeah, as far as and Texas Southern's always a contender in the SWAC. So, I mean, that's about all I've got for those four games. But it should be four. It should be four wins for Auburn. So, that Winthrop score, will not noted, was uh, 119 to 85. I I was thinking it was 119. That sounded right. So it was uh, led by Mustafa Heron with 31 points. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Mustafa. He's on a G League training camp. Uh, he got a G League training camp spot with the uh, Rio Grande Valley Vipers. Did good not for see. him. So yeah, yeah good for Mustafa. So stuff stuff with a great line in this game. Thirty one points on uh, nine of thirteen from two, uh, seven to seven from the stripe, eight rebounds, three steals, and he fouled out. Whoa! <laughs> it's like hitting for the cycle. Yeah. You can score over 30 and foul out. That's like, that is like a Ron Artest line. <laughs> like, get in, get your buckets, get out. Yeah. I remember being in the front row, and he had a really nice, like, reverse dunk. He, like, drove to the paint, 
going one direction, went under the basket and dunked it the other way. And I just remember just being wild by that. I think that was that game. You, Ryan, you and I were there. Yeah. Side to yeah. see that. Um, I remember that. Mustafa always had some really angry dunks. He was good. At, he was always good for one or two just angry dunks a game. Not as disrespectful of dunks as maybe we've seen from like a Malik Dunbar mm-hmm. or a Dylan Cardwell at times. Oh I, I, is Dylan going to be that for this team? Like, who is the? I'm going to do a very disrespectful dunk. Oh, it's definitely, face. definitely Dylan. Or Katie, Katie Johnson has is capable uh, of it as well. Yeah, you know, we you, haven't. I feel like we're sleeping on uh, one Jalen Williams who threw down one of yeah, yeah. my favorite dunks of all time in the <laughs> yeah. Tennessee game as a freshman. Yes, yeah. that's true. So, Off the backboard to himself. Pretty much his first real action. Yeah, in in a game, and he is uh, throwing it off the backboard to himself against Tennessee. The most disrespectful dunk. There's the a reason that the, the uh, there's a reason that Twitter accounts than the Jalen Williams fan account for the last two and a half years. I mean, he that was the moment that that, that was, was the also moment. the moment we all decided he was actually a one and done player that Bruce yeah. has been, <laughs> has been <laughs> like. I mean, who does that? For... No one does that, and he just did it off the bench out of nowhere. Ah, man. We, you Let's mentioned some more of that. Being, uh, who would throw down? But we haven't really we haven't really talked about him a little bit ago. But it sounds like he's made a lot of progress this offseason. and obviously didn't have to do a ton with Walker and Jabari last year. But you know he's going to have to do a lot more this year. But you know Dylan Dylan looks like he has the capabilities and potential to take a huge step this year. So I just want to mention that too. Dylan had a great year last year, but it was like kind of hidden behind the fact that he was behind two All Americans. But he had. He has the capability to be a really good player. He was arguably the second best shot blocker in the SEC last year, just behind another guy yeah. on the team. Yeah, I'm actually his minutes are something I'm interested to see because like Traore is going to get minutes, Broom's going to get minutes. So where's Dylan? How's he getting in? And where does Stretch well, fit in on this team? Yeah, and I, does I Dylan's going to be mostly playing at the four with Jalen? But that's kind of the beauty of it is you could put any of these four guys. Yeah, at the five and, and right. roll with it uh, between Jalen, uh, Trey, or Janai Broom and Dylan Cardwell. You could put Jalen at the three and play really gigantic. Good. You could put him at the one. You could put him at the one. He could play point forward, though. You really want Jalen to play point guard, Ryan. You have said that for years. The Simeon <laughs> Bowers <laughs> Memorial. I, th- I know. I, th- I think I'm actually, uh, yeah, staying with the point forward. Uh, I mean, he's a, three this, this season. He's a good distributor. I mean, it just is. I like I, maybe one of the, the second best on the team. He's a good passing big man, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, if he was if he was everything the same but six three, he would profile perfectly as a guard. Sure. You know, really good passer, pretty yeah. good shooter, in general, good playmaker in space. Uh We'll take them. Um, going back to the schedule, you know, Auburn's had uh, some some big Thanksgiving tournaments over the last couple of years. A little lighter this year going to Cancun. Um, Auburn plays Bradley in the first game and then either Northwestern or Liberty in the second game. They'll be favored in both of those regardless of who they play. Um, Will, you got any, any thoughts on those teams there? Um, 
Not really. I think, you know, like you said, those should be two wins for Auburn. Liberty's always a pretty good solid club. I would say they're probably the I don't know if they'd be favored of Northwestern or not. Uh, Northwestern had a rough has had a rough couple of years after making the tournament. Uh, Chris Collins, former Duke player, still there, probably on the hot seat at this point, maybe perhaps. But Liberty is always a good squad. So, uh, but Auburn should take care of business down there. And you know, I know a lot of people were disappointed in that tournament, but the last couple of years, you know, look, we played played Maui, we played Battle for Atlantis last year. We play so. Next year, we're playing in uh, back in Brooklyn with like Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. So you can't be, I mean, not every year it's going to be a great, you know, tournament with three top 25 teams, but that's not the worst thing in the world. So sometimes you just need to go to Mexico and, and get away from your problems and uh, not, not worry about anybody else. Sure. <laughs> sure. You should definitely do it like on a recruiting weekend or something. During basketball season, usually, yeah, good idea. Right. Yeah, that's um, freaking unbelievable. <laughs> Schedule gets a little tougher after there. Uh, we won't go through the whole non-con here, but the, the three toughest non-con games are all after Thanksgiving. Um, Auburn's got uh, St. Louis on that Sunday uh, after the Iron Bowl. Um at home, so that'll that'll be a pretty good matchup there. Dolphins played St. Louis a few times in the last few years. That's it's always be been a, game. a battle. That, yeah, like St. Louis is going to be really good this year. Um, yeah. They pretty much brought everybody back. They had some injuries, but that's that's Auburn's best. I mean, that's easily Auburn's best non-conference home game. But the Billikens are re- going to be really good this year. They sh- they had a 13-point lead with eight minutes left last year in St. Louis, and Auburn stormed back and won that game. Had some big shots from Leo Berman, uh, the Bermanator. Hit some big threes. Uh, <laughs> I was I was in St. Louis, and there was guys that I was sitting next to that when he came in, they didn't think much of him. And I'm like, oh, this guy's a walk on, but this guy can hit threes, and they didn't believe me. Leo came out and hit some really big shots, and then uh, Katie had the game winner with like less than ten seconds left. It was a tie game, but that was a fun game. That was one of those games that you know I love for BP to schedule. Uh, go on the road and play a, you know, not so much a mid-major, but, um, you know, an, an Atlantic 10 team. But that was a fun, that was a fun game, fun atmosphere last year. That I, but uh, that St. Louis team is going to be really, really good. Yuri Collins, point guard, one of the best. Yeah, Collins is back. Okay, he's yeah. back. Jesperson's back. They've they've got they're like pretty much brought back their entire team. And I think they're if they're not favored to win the A10, they're second. But I think they're they're first or second in the A10. But that's going to be a really tough game and. You know, we played them in Birmingham a couple of years ago too. So yep. this is the end of a three-game yeah. set with them. Yeah. I, I wish uh, I wish this one was earlier in the season because there's no way I'm going to make this one because this this is probably our, I mean, like you said, our best home game. Um, aside from Memphis, I guess? Question mark. Well, and that's you know, that's in Atlanta as well. And it's oh, a okay. lousy yeah, time slot too. It's a Sunday afternoon game, the day after the Iron Bowl. Like I I hate that, but. Mm. Yeah, that is a that is a that's really stupid. <laughs> so, well, it's just trying to give us you know something to look forward to that weekend. I guess I guess I guess so. Oh, I got something I'm looking forward to that weekend. Maybe there, uh, there's Already. a Cowboys game on Thanksgiving as always. 
No, because something that needs to be done might get done that weekend. No, no, because it that, has to be done that, that weekend. That, no, no, that, <laughs> that needs to happen uh, this weekend, last before, weekend, before the Winthrop game, or after the Winthrop game, or whatever day that is. Should have happened three weekends ago. Should happen thirty weekends ago. Who knows? Uh, you guys want to hear a fun stat? Boy, it doesn't doesn't sound very fun. Girl. Well, it's fun in that it's it is a Josh Dub stat. Oh no. But it's not from Josh Dubb. It's from the Houston Rockets. Jabari Smith had 17 points tonight. He joins one other player as the only Houston Rocket to score 10-plus games in their first four career games, all while under the age of 21. The only other Houston Rocket to do it is... Hakeem Olajuwon? Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. Oh, baby. So anytime you're 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 in company of the dream, you're doing okay, Jabari. Man, a lot. But I like the under 21 parts. Like, look, we may have had guys do it, but we're throwing yeah, this. Yeah. Guys this young. He's 19 years old still. I know. He's... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure McGrady did it, but he was, you know, 29 by the time he got to the Rockets, right? 30. Yeah. Yeah. Jabari was born in 2002. Man, a lot. Jabari doesn't remember Tracy McGrady playing. Oh my yeah. God! Oh, yeah. Jabari was born after Michael Jordan retired the second time. He was born for two years, only two year. years prior to LeBron making yeah. it debut in the league. Okay, so Tracy did play in Houston after Jabari was born. Yeah, but yeah, how yeah. old was Jabari? But it, right. Uh, so he would have been between the ages of two and eight. Yeah. Right. So when Jabari got number one, if he were like, oh, that's T-Max number, he was like, I don't really know who that is. Fun <laughs> trivia. Uh, do you remember the last team Tracy McGrady played for? He played for the Spurs, won a championship. No. He did, he did do that. Though. Uh, when? He played, he played against the Heat. Not, uh, on on the, not according to basketball reference. Uh According to basketball reference, the last NBA team Tracy McGrady played for is one Atlanta Hawks. Go mm. Hawks. Oh, when was that? I asked the question. 2011-2012. Played 52 games. He played for the San Antonio Spurs his last uh, stint in the league. Yeah. Uh, that's not that, showing up. The Haw- well, I'm not sure that he actually played. So, Because uh, <laughs> he played for the Hawks in, uh, from 11 to 12. And then he went and played for the Quindago Eagles, uh, the Chinese Basketball Association. And then he came back in 2013 and uh, hung out with uh, Spurs for a little bit. Uh, yeah, signed with the Spurs. Uh, Won a ring. Time to qualify for the playoff roster. Yep. So he, he now, I don't think he played a game for him. So that, that's the, he did not. He was, he was he on the out with Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. if you look at his, if you look at his basketball reference at the top, it has his jerseys, and the far right is a silver and black one. Because he did play for them, but he did not. He did not ever play for them. He wore a jersey for him. Yeah, he, he had so, a number. He was assigned a number. <laughs> which is odd that he that doesn't. They don't ever show up. They don't just give you a bunch of zeros. Yeah. Well, should we finish up the uh, non? Oh, he, they do because he has no regular season stats. He only has playoff stats. He only has playoff stats. Okay. 
That's right. He only has Oh, playoffs. he did play. He played six games. They signed him for the playoffs. They literally Look signed him that. for the playoffs, yep. <laughs> this is yeah, great. Wow. Jason McGrady so, deep dive. So I guess it's a little bit like, uh, I, I didn't realize this, like European soccer, if a dude's just floating around, as long as he's not under contract anywhere, you can just pick him up at any time? Even no, after trade there is a, I think there is a there is a deadline for picking up guys for the playoffs. Okay. I think there is. And other, you know, he also pitched for the uh, Sugarland Skeeters in the independent league. Did he really? After retiring, yeah. Yeah. He was like Man. a six foot ten starting pitcher for the same team that uh, Roger Clemens either owns or no, he owns yeah, it yeah, and yeah. also played for it and like signed right. his kid to it. Yeah. One of his kids that are all first names start with K. Cody or Kobe, something like that. But what a guy. Roger Clemens, <laughs> Jesus. He drove a burnt orange Hummer H2 that had the University of Texas fight song as the horn. Brian, Roger so. Clemens was a really fat guy that uh, pitched for the uh, like pitched for the Astros late in his career. Red Sox. Pitched for the Red Sox. Yes. Uh, he wasn't always a he big was, He was the guy that gave up the home run to a, a rookie Brian McCann, didn't he? Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Hey. All right. He also pitched for the Red Sox. He pitched for the Red Sox, HGH, and he pitched for the Yankees, the Jankies, and he pitched for the Blue Jays and the Strohs. He he started his career with – he wasn't wasn't a big guy when he was with the Red Sox. And the Skeeters. That's how the steroids work. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, except when you don't – No, his did not look like steroids. His looked like Coors Light. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on – he was just chilling in the eating Twinkies and drinking butt but heavy over there in the uh, Lone Star, maybe. He probably Lone Star. He took <laughs> he he's the one who claimed that he was B twelve injections that he thought he was yeah, taking. Yeah. yeah, but he's throwing strikes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pitch until he was can like. Can I rope us back into Auburn basketball? This is a great Auburn basketball sure, podcast. Sure, you can try. Yeah, I know, right? It's more of a Sugarland uh, Skeeters podcast at this point. The other two big uh, non-con games at the end of the non-con slate. Uh, Auburn's playing in Holiday Hoops Giving again this year in Atlanta. Taking on Memphis. Uh, it'll, that'll be a good one. Uh, yeah, I'm plenty of recruiting battles between these two teams that have resulted in players going to the G League. But uh, Penny's done after this year, right? Can we all agree on that? Why? Uh, Memphis was like good last year. Really? Well, they were. They were. They were, they, they were good. At yes. First, and then they like fell apart. Did they not? Is that no, no, no? Other way around. No, other way around. Okay. They were. Yeah, they, they pulled uh, Don Calipari. Didn't uh, they take Gonzaga to the buzzer in the in Portland? Yep, they're on the thirty-two. They sure okay, did. That, that's and right. they added one of the best players on the transfer portal from SMU. I think his name's Kendrick Davis. One yep. of the best players. So. Uh, Memphis will be good. I they are playing Vanderbilt opening night two weeks from tonight. It's probably the best game on the slate. That's my opener this year, and I'm excited to see Memphis live and in person. And I can give you all a better idea how they're going to look when I see them in two weeks. And then Auburn also uh, goes on the road after that, takes on uh, USC and Washington. That USC game is really kind of the the crown jewel of the non-conference slate. Uh, USC will come here next season. Uh, that's almost a toss-up on Ken Palm. Auburn's a little bit higher rated, but you know, being a road game, uh, even that a little bit. I think we're going to learn a lot about Auburn. I, and, and you know, and I'm and we talked about this a while you know, a while ago. You know, I I said like chance we need you know may not need chance early, but hopefully by this point, champs will be a full go and we'll have everybody 
up and running and that west coast trip is going to be great for auburn you know even if we don't win both of those games i think you'll they'll be very beneficial for them to play those two games right before the sec play starts um so and uh Pac-12 network for Auburn, Washington. What a disgrace, but I won't get into TV. The games. only place that I'm positive has the Pac-12 network is our tailgate. Because for no some way. reason, the, the tailgate satellite has Pac-12 network. Found that out a week or two ago. Uh, I not remember what game we were watching. But... Yeah, but yeah Auburn. I'm just going to set it up in your backyard, right? Yeah, you may as well. All right. yeah. We'll grill out for it. I'm glad we're playing Washington again in Seattle. You know, we played that first game, the 2018-19 season. We're supposed to return it. We didn't. Then COVID happened. So I'm glad BP and, and Auburn's finally making that return trip up to Seattle um, for that game. But, again, it's a darn shame it's on the Pac-12 network. I'm a, I'm actually looking forward to away games this year because I might actually – be able to leave the house and go, you know, slip over to your house and watch a few away games with you, right? We'll watch the basketball, see whatever Star Wars is coming on, and uh, make a night out of it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that sounds uh, like a really nice day. How romantic. <laughs> go see a Star Wars, check out some basketball, light some candles. Uh, so that, that'll be the end of the non-con slate, that road trip. Out uh, west, Auburn's got about a 10 to 11 percent chance of going undefeated in the non-con slate. Um, I mean, one or two losses here is not the end of the world. Uh, I know this this doesn't look like a uh, you know, an absolute. Uh, there's some tournament teams there, though. That, yeah, that's the, I mean, that's there's, the there's not a ton of high-profile games. Um, you know, there's no Gonzaga, there's no Baylor, there's no Houston, anything like that on here. But yeah, Chief, like you said, there's a lot of tournament teams. St. Louis, Memphis, uh, USC, uh, you know. There's a lot of teams, a lot of these uh, mid majors that are in the 100s, like, you know, right. George Mason, Colgate, um, right. Bradley. I mean, those are all teams that could win their conference with not too many breaks. Every one of these teams has been in the tournament recently, I'm pretty sure, um, including Texas Southern. Am I crazy, Will? No, you're not. I think the one that probably hasn't been in the tournament would probably be USF because I don't think yeah. USF has yeah. been in the tournament since 2012. Yeah, Texas there. Southern goes all the time. Yeah, Texas Southern, yeah, Winthrop's there a lot. Bradley, Colgate, St. Louis, Memphis, obviously. Uh, even Georgia State has been there, right? No? Maybe not uh, just years ago. Yeah, with Ron Hunter. Um, they have a new coach this year. Um, uh, Jarvis, it's former Georgia player, Jarvis Hayes. I, Jonas Hayes. Jonas Hayes. Yep, and it was a Hayes. Yep, so that's actually a two-for-one. We're supposed to go play in Atlanta next year. Um, they're where do, opening a where do they gym. play? Okay. They're, yep, they're opening a brand-new gym downtown this year. Um, so um, I think Georgia Tech's either the first or second home game for them there, and then I think we're supposed to play there next year. Um, cool. We did a three-game deal with them, so – and also, one other scheduled note, we're supposed to play App State in Boone this year. That game has been moved to next year. It actually has a date already. I think it's the first Sunday in December of 2023. It is It so. is the day after the SEC championship game. Yes, so, it is. Uh, oh, you can fans, just, can, we can make our trip to Atlanta yeah. and just right on up. There you go. 
As long as the game's not at like two the next day or one or I don't mean. It's about Boone's, I think, four, four and a half hours from Atlanta. So, middle of nowhere in the mountains. Um, so, like I said, you don't have to go undefeated here. Obviously, you'd like to, but um, not the end of the world if you don't. You kind of can ease into the SEC slate a little bit. Um, Florida with the new coaches at home. Uh, and then you get Georgia hey. on the road. Yes. Florida. Todd Gold, Bruce Pearl. It's on. Todd oh, yeah. Gold. That's, that's going to yeah. be a fun matchup. Uh, Florida's going to be. Colin Cass- is Colin Castleton back this year? He is. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be a t- that's going to be a fun game. Colin Castleton. God, um, they, if I remember correctly, gotta, he uh, he worked Dylan Cardwell pretty well last year. Yeah. No, he's yeah. he's annoying to play because he's. Oh yeah. Uh, Kessel was hurt when we played Florida last year, right? That's right. He got in. Oh, I know the first game he got in foul trouble really quickly. Okay. okay. Um, I think one of the ones was when that little stretch where he was hurt. But maybe, maybe. I don't know. um, I that's an exciting uh, holiday bleacher game though, Florida versus Auburn. Those yeah. holiday bleacher games are a blast. It's so much fun. If you if you get a chance to get those tickets down there, get them. Go down there, be loud, be ready to not just sit down the whole game, but go down there. It's really fun. Um, I always enjoy it. I think y'all had fun with the LSU one last year. Oh yeah, I actually happened. didn't make it down to the LSU game last year because they had already sold out before I could get one. Uh, but Chief, I think we went down for what game was it? Um, it was was it the um, Yale game or the UNA game? Yale, Yale, because they had the guy that looked like uh, uh, Philip Michael Thomas. Oh, hang on, Yale was earlier. I was there for Yale. Fourth, though. Yeah, I was there for Yale. So, no, it was. So it would have either been UNA or Murray State. Oh, oh! It was boy. the game before. It was the before Christmas game, so it had to have been Murray. Murray was really good last year too. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, yeah. like I said, mm-hmm. uh, holiday bleachers are a lot of fun. Um, Auburn's got so we won't go to the whole SEC slate. I mean, you play everybody; doesn't really matter what order it's in, right? Yeah. Uh, but we'll just kind of talk about you know the. The highlight games, you know, the toughest ones and then some of the easier ones um, just kind of lay things out. So the Auburn's three toughest matchups are, you know, they're all road games. Um, Auburn goes to Tennessee on February 4th, to Kentucky on February 25th, and to Alabama on March 1st. So nah, bit, in, in the second half of the slate. Um, that's, just, that's, a, just, that's a tough I only game. Listed those, I only listed those as the uh, – the lowest percentage, lowest win percentage. Oh, on, uh, okay, Kendall. all right. Okay. It's actually the only three games Auburn's projected to lose this season. Uh, 24% for Tennessee, 23% for Kentucky, and 45 for Alabama. So almost a toss-up no. there. Oh, we're we're going to win that one. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in the back half of the schedule, so uh, hopefully Auburn's rolling by that point. Uh, maybe built up a little bit of a lead in the conference. Um, yeah, Will, I mean, where do, you, where do you see those games kind of stacking up? Um, or you know, one is you know more winnable than the other. Or you of those three you mentioned, sure, yeah, probably I would agree with Chief and say the game in Tuscaloosa would be the, probably the most winnable of the three. Um, Second to last game of the season, by the way. Yeah, and it's and the thing about that is is it's right after we go play in Lexington, so that you know I think Auburn did good first part of the schedule as far as you know it's it's manageable. But the last three games of the year is pretty brutal if you look at it. At Kentucky, 
at Alabama, and then you host Tennessee to end the year. Um, so definitely a tough draw to finish. Um, I mean, I say this every year when it comes to Kentucky when we play at Rupp. We haven't won there since 1988. Yeah. I mean, it's – I hate that it's – late i wish we were playing there like on january 21st or something yeah like earlier in the season before you know they've gotten their act together because uh, they'll be playing like kentucky by that point in the year i just yeah and i think it no might be a game day game as well uh oh yeah both playing well oh, CBS game, actually so i don't i don't know if it was that it's a cbs game so i, I uh, that's right yeah they don't like well, it was a cbs game last year wasn't it yeah, game day wasn't there. Game day wasn't there for Auburn, Kentucky. It was there for Auburn A and M. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they don't. They don't like oh, to do, hear Will. Uh, yeah, Fighting they don't. Williams. They don't like to do the the game day if, for with a game that they don't have for that one because it's it's so much of a operation. Yeah. Uh, money is not uh, as uh, prevalent in college basketball as college football. So. <laughs> oh. Will, let me ask you the most important question about the looking at the schedule. I'm looking at it right now, and it doesn't appear that there's a game on here that I can predict will have Bill Walton as color commentator. <laughs> Is it possible that we could still get Bill on in one of our games? Uh, he does commentary for Pac-12. possible for the Southern Cal game. USC. Yeah, he does, he does uh, Pac-12 <sighs> network commentary, right? Thank well, he goodness. does. He does, but I can see him doing the Auburn USC game with Dave Pash. Yeah, I can see I those. Two. I, that's possible. Hey, the the most one of the most fun games I've watched Auburn basketball was the third game in Maui. It was eleven thirty p.m. Eastern tip. Yes, it was the game against Arizona. Yeah, that was a great Jason game. Eddie and Bill Walton, and it was a blast. Yeah, there and, are a lot of people <laughs> that disagree with us, but it was awesome. It so was, those people are not fun. So <laughs> it, uh, you know, he was like Malik Dunbar would do something. This is one of my favorite players in the Maui gym invitational. And he was like waiting for him to throw a dunk down. And he did. And he got so excited. And, um, it was the, yeah. uh, Okiki Hawaii game too, right? Mm, yes, it was. Yes. It was. Yeah. That, yeah. that game was, that game was so much fun to watch, especially just the night before Thanksgiving. And, um, yeah, it was a good win for Auburn. All right, guys. What else we got today, Ryan? Uh, we're we're getting a little long, but just real quick, Will, um, if you could give us just you know you don't have to hit every team, but just kind of a, a generic rundown of the SEC. You know, who's at the top? Who are we? Uh, who are we competing against for the title? And maybe who's at the bottom? Uh, kind of the bottom feeders this year. How uh, overrated is Alabama? Sure, that kind of stuff. Well, I don't see the thing about Alabama is I think. You know, last year they were a very disappointing team. Uh, they they have said, and we'll see what happens, that they they want to f- focus a lot more on playing defense and, and effort. And they've got a guy, you know, Alabama's got Brandon Miller, who could be like a guy like Jabari. They have Brandon Miller, and we don't. He's a very talented freshman coming in. Um, and also, they didn't have Namari Burnett last year, and he's back. And they've also got some players. So they're going to be good. Don't know how good. I would. I'm going to go five to one real quick. I would put Bama at five just because, you know, every year we overrank Bama and they always disappoint. So I'm going to leave them at five. I've got Auburn at four. I think Auburn finished. And, and I think that's, a, to me, just with the other three teams, it comes down to guard play as usual and hitting threes. I've got Tennessee at three. Uh, Viscovi's back. Zakai Ziegler's back. They got Julian Phillips, 
uh, freshman. Auburn really wanted him. He ended up going to Knoxville. Uh, veteran team. Um, How does Justin Powell fit into that team? Do, do what now? How does Justin Powell fit into that team? Well, if you want to see Justin Powell, you have to get the Pac-12 network to watch. Oh, uh, so now Washington you got two State. reasons to get the Pac-12 network. Yeah, and Devin Cambridge is playing him twice. Uh, can't remember the dates exactly. I know one's January 28th, and I think it's on ESPNU if you want to see Devin Cambridge dunk on Justin there Powell. Go. Is there like a digital-only package for Pac-12 network? It's I don't no. know. I think <laughs> it's like somebody says Fubo TV or somebody has oh, that package. Okay. Do that. So F- Fubo, Fubo, F U B O. Oh. I think Josh Dub may have said it was him or James that said that they had. Yeah, it. Fubo, Fubo TV. Watch uh, stream Pac Twelve Network Live. Uh, yeah. I've I've dealt with Fubo before because you can they do a lot of soccer stuff. So. And it's, and it's, so back at two and Crow and I and I've got back and forth on one and two. I think if one particular individual had come back, I would put this team at one. But I'm going Arkansas at two. I think Jalen Williams leaving and going to the NBA is, is the is my only reason I don't have them at number one. Um, but Arkansas has a legitimate freshman loaded freshman class. And, um, you know, when I think of Arkansas, I think of, you know, long term, the biggest threats. And I'm not counting Kentucky as, as far as like long term, like rival. Who's going to keep up and have the SEC program that's going to continue to just be great? And I think it's Arkansas. I think Arkansas is the team we have to keep trying to keep up with. As long as Eric Musselman's there, that's the team that I worry about the most, not counting Kentucky from an SEC perspective. And then obviously, number one, I have Kentucky. There's no excuses in Lexington this year. They have a lot to prove after losing in the first round. They brought a lot of pieces back. They also added some you know, three-point shooters, Antonio Reeves from Illinois State. C.J. Frederick did not play last year, came in from Iowa. Uh, Severe Wheeler's back. Jacob Toppin's back. Uh, unfortunately, they, they can't blame losses on Ty Ty not playing because Ty Ty is not there this year. But, uh, and, and, oh, by the way, the National Player of the Year, Oscar Sheba, is back. Um, so, is uh, I mean, is Shaden Sharp going to be ready for this season? I don't think, I don't know if he'll be ready for this season, but I know he's. He's in, he's in the NBA. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of Oscar. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think, I mean, I just don't think there's any excuses in Lexington this year. Um, and I think they're motivated after losing the first round. And I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, they, they kind of, in a way, remind me of another team that lost in the first round of a tournament when they were highly ranked. And then they went on to win the whole thing. And I won't say their name because it'll trigger this fan base. But I think you all know who I'm talking about now. So, not saying they're going to win the national championship, but they give me that vibe. Um, so that's my top five. Um, I think Florida, I think Florida, LSU, um, Texas A&M, um, definitely teams kind of in the middle of the conference that could contend for an SC, uh, I think should and will contend for an NCAA tournament berth. Um, I think those, you know, those three. So, you know, I'm thinking eight, you know, I'm not saying eight teams are going to make the tournament. I think, I think you, I think definitely six, um, LSU, LSU is the big wild card to me. Um, as far as, you know, just who, what I really don't know what to expect. I think a lot of it has to do with what they decided to do. If the NCAA decides to do anything, which we all know that's crapshoot at this point. Um, but that's a very intriguing team to me. Um, and then, um, you know, and in Florida. And then obviously those five I mentioned, I think, will all be in the tournament. So um, as far as teams at the bottom, I mean, I think Georgia, South Carolina, Mizzou, Vandy. Would probably be my bottom four. Miss Mississippi is, schools. Is Georgia going to beat anybody besides Alabama this year? 
I think I think so. See, the thing about South, see, I think South Carolina. I think they're. I think they'll be better than South Carolina. Now, the the sad thing about South Carolina is they have a new coach and they have the number one recruit that reclassified from twenty three to twenty two, but they don't have much else. So Gigi Jackson. So I don't know what they will do there, other than him. He's kind of the focal point, but. I mean, hey, Mike White, we'll see what he does at Athens. Um, very, that was one of those head-scratching, head-coaching moves in the offseason. If you ever want to feel good, uh, pull up Georgia's Ken Palm page, and there's just, there's so much red from last season. Um, their block percent on offense, so the, the percentage of their shots that got blocked uh, was 14.7%. Wow. Um, Will, how many teams are in Division One college basketball? Do you know? Uh, now there are 363. Uh, last season, if, if you don't mind. Uh, probably 300 and I think 361. Three, 358, uh, yeah, at least on, listed on Ken Palm. Uh, Georgia was 358th in, blo- in their uh, block percentage on offense. Wow. Uh, Who was worse? No, they, they were 358. That was it. That was it. Okay, they were dead last. Okay, Nowhere dead. to go but up for the dogs. They, they were 355th on uh, two-point percentage allowed. Um, they were letting teams shoot 56% from two last year. Jeez. I'm really glad we didn't lose to them in Athens, y'all. So close. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> we <Close>. tried. 6-26 <laughs> and 26 last season. I mean, that's that's got to be one of the worst uh, SEC teams in recent memory. One of the one other thing I want to say as far as, you know, from a fan's perspective, you know, I know it's tough to get games in Auburn Arena, but or Neville Arena, excuse me. Go on the road. The Nev. The Nev. Go on the road. Support this team. Um, tickets are all I, I can attest. Tickets are a lot cheaper. Um, you know, I know I know a lot of people are planning on coming up to Nashville to take over Memorial Gym for Vandy. Um Planning, you know, there's a few other games. And one other game we didn't mention, too, we're playing West Virginia in the SEC Big 12 Challenge in Morgantown. That should be a fun game. Um, West Virginia kind of had a rough year last year. Even if it's even if they're not good, still, it's a rare trip to Morgantown from a basketball perspective. So I'm looking Go and burn a couch. Yeah, that's what, oh, I'm, that's what I'm planning couch. on doing. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bummed that we didn't get somebody else for SEC Big 12 Challenge, but we've talked long enough, so I won't go into my tangent on that. (laughs) I think that Fayetteville, Arkansas may be as close as they come to Crow. Oh, no. They don't come to Fayetteville. They're they're in College Station this year. They are in College Station. Pretty close. That may be it. Yeah. On a Tuesday night. Yeah. Good luck, uh, you know, getting to that. Come to Crow. Dang it, guys. Come on. I know, like, South Carolina tickets today are, like, they went on sale at, like, 30 bucks. I mean, I'm just saying, uh, I didn't even pay thirty bucks for a Gonzaga Alabama ticket in Birmingham. So, and that's including fees. So, really wish <laughs> we really support this team. Go on the road. Then. Go on the road and support them. And, and trust me, it'll be great. It's a good time. Um, Bruce, if you're listening to this, or sorry, when you listen to this, um, let's get that home and home with SMU going. Let's just get it going as quickly as possible. Like next <laughs> year, the final four is in Texas this year. Uh, well, probably I know like, that what, eight hours eight hours away from you, maybe. Where is in San Antonio, right? In Houston. Houston. Oh, that's four hours. Four that's four okay. okay. Yeah. You might be a little busy about that time, though. Huh? That's true. I believe I might also be doing what Chief's going to be doing at the first first game of the season. We're going to book him this season. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, 
Well, guys, it's been a heck of an episode. Thanks for coming on, Will. Anytime. Always good to talk hoops with you guys. Yeah. Well, Shout out uh, Nottingham Forest for beating Liverpool last week. Now yeah, yeah. There, and there we go. It's soccer Up time. the <laughs> forest. <laughs> Up the forest. Let's go tricky trees. Uh, and Everton, convincing win this weekend. How and about Dortmund. That? Dortmund needed a win and got a fumph null win. Yes. It was amazing, too. Giorena actually stayed on the pitch long enough to score a goal, which is yeah. progress. Um, progress. <laughs> it is progress. It was, it was a good it. weekend in the in the soccer arena uh, for professional soccer. Arena. For this podcast, as far as this podcast is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have much else to say. There's only three, like three more game weeks left in that, and then the World Cup starts. So. Yep. So, everybody have a worryful weekend. Keep on cocking.